0: It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY, and it's State of the Arts. Was able to do this live on air a couple previous times as I've been covering different duties for either Mike Winmock or Jim Leach or whoever, and uh, might be doing it again soon. But we are back on video for this segment, and I am joined once again on video with Gus Gordon. How are you, Gus?
1: Kevin, I am doing really well this week. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. It's um, you know, it's it's close to the holidays, and uh, it's uh, you know, it's I'm am doing good. Yeah.
1: We have one more big show until we have a little bit of a break for Christmas. I'm going whoop, whoop.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: A couple of days off. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. No, that's how I'm. Yeah. I have um. A- as we get into the holiday season, there's a lot. Of stuff that needs to get done um, in a lot of different areas, especially in, um, you know, the radio station as well. And theater, there's so many shows. Luckily, there's so much stuff going on around town, even at the Hoagland and everywhere. So, so it's, it's great to have that. But it, there is a lot of work on all of our fronts that needs to get done before we get to the holidays. But then it will be nice. Uh...
1: You're exhausting me. Yes. Stop
0: it. I know, I know.
1: me like how much work there is to do.
0: <laughs> hey, it's okay. Well, we get to that point. It'll be, it'll be all. Okay, good. smooth sailing so we'll be fine but uh speaking of which there is so much going on uh just this weekend alone the dual piano christmas concert is this weekend i talked both jim and i uh, separately talked uh and i talked to go with mark gifford um talked with him um lots of excitement for that dual piano christmas show always a fun time and um did, and, he, give
1: you, did he give you any tips about what their Special aspects are this time, or who their special guests are. He no, never tells me, Daniel oh wow, never tells me so. <laughs> and they're always a special guest, there's always a special guest, so I have to be surprised with everybody else to see who it is. Well, that's know, let us know so we can, you know, make sure we have everything we need in the dressing rooms and and um and microphones. So let us know, oh no, it'll be a surprise. It's like, oh.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't tell me. They, they, he's just, you know, you know, come see it. And there's uh, some, there's always some surprises, you know. So. Yes, there. They're yeah. Always, always yeah. Yeah. But it, and they always put on such a wonderful show. So, um, if you don't have your tickets already, go get them because they're gonna, they're they're going fast. I understand.
1: Well, it's really selling well, and it's a great, a great number of people, very manageable, but uh, great houses. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yes, uh, me too. It's, nice um, way to
1: get into the holiday spirit and hear some great music. And uh, to be in the hands of two consummate showmen, um, mm-hmm. just great. And yes. all the friends who are also equally talented.
0: Yes, absolutely. So that'll be such a good time. Also um, in the Hoagland Center for the Arts on Saturday um, is going to be Capital City Improv's Ha Ha Holiday Show, which will... Um, which will be there? Um, there, this is the fourth uh, Christmas show they've done. Okay. Um, and it's um, and Capital City Improv um, the shows I've seen them done always do a great job. and It's fun, and doing that improvisational comedy is um, is is a talent I don't possess, but I'm always um, as we say, we're always amazed people the the wonders they can do it with improv comedy. It's great
1: yeah and then following uh, capital city we've got second city yes in um january 15th so we're also looking forward to them but capital city is a homegrown group they do a great job a lot of fun and they they always have good crowds coming to see their shows and this one again will make you in a um um a happy ho ho holiday mood with yes. a lot of laughter
0: yes absolutely so That will be good, and we'll go for that one as well. And I also, uh, we'll we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about second second city as well, because they are coming, and that is next month. They'll be coming through the the Oakland Center for the Arts on the fourteenth. I want to say fourteenth or fifteenth.
1: Fifteenth, January fifteenth. And we're talking with them. Pardon me. We're talking with them about doing potentially uh, an improv workshop early in the day on that Saturday. And uh, inviting some of the local performers to come and take an improv class with some of the Second City performers. We've done that a couple of times in the past, and that always gets a, a great reaction. And, you know, what impresses me about this organization is every time they've come here, they've had a different group, but each group has been, to a person, gracious, easy to work with, really funny people and they they do a little pre-show ritual and they could get into a circle and they basically say you know we have you we have each other's back um you know we're safe out there together we're your safety net it's really cool to watch that and they do they they very much believe in the yes and and supporting each other in the improv and it's really fun to watch and these are people with a lot of training and you know experience in Chicago and touring across the country and I think I mentioned last time uh, Mike O'Brien he has another name and I can't remember what it is it's like Pat or Chris or something he goes by he changes his first name but Mike O'Brien was how he was in our program and he was on uh, Saturday Night Live for a while he was Cecily Strong's boyfriend when they both came on the series together he was a writer and a performer you you would recognize him he did a couple of sketches and you know it was really fun to say hey he was here i have his autograph he was here at the hoagland um nice yeah (laughs) cecily strong wasn't and and i really would have liked to have seen cecily strong so
0: great yeah Yeah, she's
1: she's amazing
0: yeah. So, um, so absolutely, and that, um, and that uh, camaraderie of having each other—I mean, that for any production is essential. Comedy, and uh, especially that improv comedy, where it is improvisational, as the name would uh, suggest. I mean, you know, be, one of the things that make, makes comedies work is when the the group of people doing the comedy. They like they just work well together. They mesh well together, right. and it sounds like they always do, and that's why they are so great.
1: You know, it's been my experience that they are all really in sync with one another, and you know, they they go with the flow. They they, you know, I love you know watching The Office when Michael Scott is taking an improv class and he keeps whipping out a fake gun and you know, you know, changing. He he is not a follower of yes and no. he just you know completely you know doesn't work with you and that's so funny to see that but it's also great to see the opposite when they are working together and they they just have you know you know audio cues or visual cues to one another where they they just could be in sync and it's um really really fun to watch that take place. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that will um that will be fun. Look out for that. That is uh in January, which is next year, twenty twenty two. This year has gone by fast. <laughs> that's
1: but, the understatement uh, yeah. of the day right there. Uh, oh my
0: god, yeah. So that's uh that's coming up, but uh that will be the fifteen 15th...
1: not fast enough, but
0: yeah. <laughs> Could be.
1: Uh, I hesitate to say that. Because I don't know what 2022 has in store.
0: No, it's... it's
1: like, oh my God, I'm so glad to be done with 2020, and then we had 2021, and I thought, oh, that wasn't so great. So yeah, whatever happens, happens. We'll just do yes,
0: it. yes, uh, absolutely. So so those are uh, those are all coming up. The miscast cabaret, of course, is also coming at the end of January, or it's one weekend, uh, the 21st through the 23rd. Um, had a couple rehearsals since I talked with you last about it. Um, it's, it's going well and we have, um, a great group of people and a lot of fun, uh, gender bent songs and, uh, moments that are, that'll be happening and cost some costumes and stuff. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a blast.
1: Are you going to totally embarrass yourself?
0: Well, I have to, of course.
1: Okay. <laughs> that goes <brings laughs> but territory, right?
0: Yes, but uh, but having fun doing it. So, am, am I really that embarrassed? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You so, know, I,
1: I, when I, whenever I work with um, younger students, I, I one of the phrases that I use is, "You have to dare to be dumb." you have to go full out when you do something like that. You can't do it halfway. No you, to, no you have to take that chance and risk looking like an idiot to make it work. And when you're doing something that's silly or funny or ridiculous, you just have to go for it uh, full steam ahead.
0: Yes, and that's um, and, and that's what and that's another thing with because um, some of the because there are you know there are of course uh, you know very serious. Uh, ballads, duets, um, solos, but there are group numbers where, um, you know, doing it earnestly, you know, in a way that the audience will perceive it as comedic. I mean, that's one of those things, it's, right, you know, that, but, but yeah, make, you know, you do that, that is so true. You do have to go full out with things, you know, such as this to make them, you know, it's so, so I, I, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. Um, I think it's already has been a lot of fun uh, rehearsing some of it and just, you know, talking with people that are in it uh, rehearsals. So awesome. that's coming up. That is a, uh, that will be, that will be also in January. That is coming up. Uh, we have some other things as well. Uh, the Illinois Symphony Orchestra are doing their holiday pops in the heartland, which was right. um, a, a stripped down sort of strings only version that was streamed last year, but they're going to be in Bloomington tonight and then back in Springfield tomorrow at the Performing Arts Center. And um, it'll be, you know, the, the, the combined orchestra playing, you know, sleigh ride. And um, there'll be so the ballet company is going to be there uh, doing some dancing. and Julie Staley is going to be uh, narrating some things. Um, and they're going to have um, they're going to have some singing as well. I mean, there's going to be all sorts of. Oh, great. all sorts of holiday uh, music and uh, story experiences there. So that should be uh, a lot of fun.
1: Always a good time. Sure.
0: Yes, always. Uh, so, um, and then also want to mention that uh, still streaming, you can get it through show ticks for you is uh, the Hoagland's virtual Christmas Carol from last year.
1: Right. Yes. We, um, we did a zoom production of a Christmas Carol and we had no idea what we would come up with. Uh, but, in hindsight, we were very pleased with how it came out, uh, as far as a Zoom type show would go. I think the end result was was pretty um, pretty favorable. So we're going we're showing it again this year. It'll be available until January second. You can get access to that through our website hcfta.org. You just go to tickets and you can t- it'll take you to show ticks and you can order it. It's video on demand. So once you purchase it, um, you can watch it anytime. And once you start the um, the uh, stream or you start the video, you have forty eight hours to finish it if you get distracted or have to go do something else. Or if you can only you know only deal with the magnificence in short doses.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm kidding there. I'm kidding <laughs> there. But it's you know it's it's a very affordable ticket. It's just five dollars. Oh nice. But, um, it's a it's really the only retelling of a Christmas carol that's happening locally, virtually locally this year. And that's always something that people, uh, you know, turn to each year as a Christmas carol. And uh, um, it's being done all over the country. I think St. Louis Rep just started this year. Um, they've, they've, they've said they're going to do it 10 years in a row. They've committed to 10 years of doing a Christmas carol. And of course the Goodman in Chicago and the, the Indiana rep does it. The uh, Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park. They all have their big productions of a Christmas Carol, and this is our tiny little virtual production. <laughs> but it's fun.
0: But it's fun. No, and it's and it's good. And you guys got a great cast um, playing many different parts. And it, it is that that classic Christmas story. Everyone knows it, and everyone loves watching it. And you 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 know you feel good at the end of it. You know when Scrooge finally realizes the error of his ways, and everyone's you know, everyone's happy. But right. Basically.
1: Well, except the know. people who accept the ghost, perhaps, or except. Jason. Well,
0: well, they had to, um, they, you know, they had to scare him into, you know, giving money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's always one of my favorite stories. <laughs> I, I, yeah. um, I love seeing the different interpretations, be it the Muppets or, you know, Mickey Mouse or, you know, Patrick Stewart. He did a one man version and then he did a, a, a fully, you know, staged TV movie. George oh, yeah. Scott Henry Winkler did a, a an American Christmas Carol so it's been interpreted in so many ways but it's still that kind of great story of redemption and realizing that um, you know you, you have to stay true to yourself and true to the people around you and to keep that kindness uh, in your heart towards other people uh, always a good story and that and elf two of my favorite oh, yeah uh, Christmas. Movies and I like A Christmas Story and Wonderful Life and all of those. I I love the the holiday movies.
0: Oh yeah, I always uh always a good time. And the Grinch, the '60s Grinch cartoon, will always yeah. be my favorite. I love that cartoon so much.
1: Someone I was talking with that about uh, I was talking about that with someone the other day, and the guy who sang the song Ravens, Ravenscroft.
0: Thurl Ravenscroft.
1: Yeah. He is. For my money the only person who could ever sing that song he was so distinct and so unique and everyone else just kind of sounds like a pale imitation when they're trying to do that song maybe yeah. there's someone out there with that deep bass voice who can do that but he, he was unique
0: that guy that, that bass voice whenever you could always tell when he was dubbing somebody over in an old movie i was like there he is but God, oh my yeah, he, yeah that, that booming voice and then in that voice doing the sarcastic comments about, you know, touch you with a three or a 39 and a half foot pole, you know, right. wonderful stuff. Right. Oh, yeah.
1: As a kid, I thought that was also Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff, yeah. They both have distinctive voices, but as I got a little older, I realized that was not the case. Oh. But they both have these, you know, magnificent speaking voices and very distinct style. Um, the, those you can't replicate.
0: No, and yeah, Ed and
1: Morrison in the recent TV version didn't hold a candle to Boris Karloff.
0: Oh goodness, the 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 uh, the musical, the live yeah. musical. Yeah, I you know, like many, uh, so like many things, they did. Uh, they did a wonderful job. The sets looked amazing. They looked like a Doctor Seuss book, and the choreography was great. You know, it, like good performances, but again, much like both the other Grinch live action movies you're turning a a book that's maybe 50 pages with a couple words on it each page into a 90 minute or two hours with commercials thing it's like right. you know
1: you've got to have you know scratching your butt jokes and you've got to have uh you know sleigh rides that are you know you know epic epic uh, chase scenes and crashes right. and explosions bigger is not necessarily better always bigger is sometimes mm. just bigger
0: yeah and um, the, the grinch cartoon has it where it counts i think for for my money so so that's that so those those uh those uh, classic christmas stories are always great to watch we're um, g- talk a little bit also about some uh, some national uh things i'm actually going to start uh with um Uh, some unfortunate and unsettling uh, news coming out of New York with their COVID cases rapidly climbing and uh, several Broadway shows have had to halt productions pretty much entirely uh, to mitigate some of this and um, that's upsetting.
1: Well, you you keep seeing the reports each day and they They cancel a matinee performance or cancel an evening performance and then the next day well they cancel another one and um you know they're testing every day so every time the cast comes in the door they're tested and they've all been vaccinated and there's still some breakthrough cases and they're probably asymptomatic yeah they probably don't even know you know that they're ill but um yeah and it shuts it down and i think at least one day this week, there were at least ten shows closed. It may be more than that now. Yeah. And, and you know, hopefully they'll reopen, but you know, it, it takes two weeks. They say. Yeah. So, you know, properly, so if you have five actors out of a ten-person show down and out, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a rough January, I think.
0: Yeah, I think they said like something like Evan Hansen, which the show is like an eight person musical has like 11 understudies and standbys like, or something. So I
1: have a lot of friends that I've worked with. Not a lot, a couple. Um, I have a couple of friends, trust me, (laughs) but I have a couple of friends that I've worked with who are now kind of like the COVID uh, supervisor on some shows. A couple of people I've worked with over at the little theater and they, they've, gotten their entrance to Broadway by being the COVID monitor. Uh, one is, what show is she working on? Um, mean Girls. Yeah. The assistant COVID uh, monitor for Mean Girls on Broadway. So she has to check the cast every day and all of that and make sure the protocols are being followed. There are new jobs out there because of this pandemic. Yeah. And I don't know that they're going to go away after the pandemic. I, you know, their health and safety um, you know, people who are monitoring what's going on. And I, th- I think probably that kind of job is going to stick around in the future.
0: And it, it definitely should. I mean, that would be, a, you know, even, you know, I mean, all indications are unfortunately COVID is going to be with us for a while. It may, you know, bump down to what, the you know common cold is, but you know it's but but when if something else comes along and there's other there's something going around that is a sort of person that you would need, uh, and you would definitely want to uh, to keep these productions safe as safe as they can be. Right. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I hope this is short lived. I hope by February, March things are back to normal. Um, uh, but we'll see.
0: We'll see, uh, but the everybody can do their part. Please do your part. I, that's what I got to say. I think absolutely. Um, I, I, I talked about that because I want to end on some positive news. I saw West Side Story, the new one, and uh, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. I thought they did a really good job with it.
1: I look forward to seeing it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I've got to see that. I've got to see Spider-Man.
0: I saw Spider Man,
1: um, and I've got to see uh, becoming the Ricardos when that comes out. I hear that's also yeah. Incredible. But yeah, West Side Story's gotten some amazing reviews. It's gotten some people who don't you know see why they did it, but from what I've heard, um, even though the box office was not great the first weekend, yeah, um, I hear that it's really just a, a fantastic adaptation. Steven Spielberg has done a masterful job. Um, and uh, I, I think the box office will pick up. You know, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a, a long distance runner as opposed to a sprinter.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean, I think especially once this comes out on um, streaming services or home video, um, people are going to get it. The soundtrack sales, but I have the soundtrack. <laughs> it's, um, I've listened to it and, and such, and it's. I mean it. it it's it's so great because it's. And the box office numbers, I mean, you know, Spider-Man is like one of the most anticipated movies of right. probably the last couple of years. And it's only, I say only, it's still a lot of money, but only made $150 million for, which, you know, for one of those movies is, it's its good for pandemic times, but it's, you know, yeah,
1: right. you, you never know. It just really truthfully opened last night.
0: Yeah, I think that was pre-sales.
1: Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday to get through with a lot that's, of sales.
0: That's too. That's true. And West Side Story just opened, you know, last week right. too. So, but but no, I really liked it, and I think um, and something something I've um, said and it's been talked about is that the original West Side Story movie, which I love and is you know my favorite musical, one of my favorite movies, um, it is a direct adaptation of the Broadway show. So this new movie. Uh, Redoes a lot of the script and does a lot of changes to it, but sort of updates it in a way that it, it you know, it, it pays respect to the original material, um, and uh, and you know, addresses you know certain things uh, that you know maybe weren't clear or either um, you know, it's uh, some stuff about representation or, or also um, you know, talked about, and um, well, I think I think they did a really good job with it, and I think that there is a recent Broadway revival. Uh, that right before the pandemic, and it was I, I, i'm going to be honest, I saw a video of it and not impressed with it. Um, I, I, this is my you know my opinion of it, but I think this new movie is how you adapt something classic or remake it and uh, do it in a way that works um, and I, that uh, pays you know good respect to the original material
1: that's that's great to hear um, i didn't see the the Broadway version. Um didn't it rain on stage at one point? It it
0: rained on stage. They cut I Feel Pretty and the entire Somewhere Ballet and then um it was one act. They had like live streaming video in it. I mean it was odd. It was an odd show. And like the orchestra sounded great. There were some great performances, but I was like this is horribly like I don't know. I mean I mean the opening prologue which is, you know, Timed, you know, the choreography is timed to the music. And the choreography was different in the movie, but, you know, they did things in the movie. This one, it was almost two full minutes of them unbroken staring at the audience as like like and, and like this live, and they had a giant TV screen and like a camera was just panning across them I was like what who what is this <laughs> like I, so i I, I that, that one just, it just made me mad watching it and like i I know it shouldn't and it, it's it's just like that's one person's vision and like you know again the original movie at that point was you know just the movie and it was still exist i I don't know i'm going on a ramp but i'm just like i i I just thought it was (laughs) it was really bad and uh, i think the new movie was like amazing and i think it did probably what that tried to do and i think probably changing around the script and even some of the characters motivations is you know a a good way to do that because either you know if, if you're if you're literally taking you know the script that was written in 1950. 7 and uh throwing it into a modern day setting with phone like cell phones and stuff I mean you can't do that. Right. So, yeah.
1: Video cameras and projection screens. And- yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah. But so I think the you new
1: a moment a little bit doesn't it.
0: It does, but the new movie was so good. So, I am uh I am very I'm very happy with it. I think it's, um, I I still love that original movie, but again, that original movie is there and it is the Broadway show exactly. So, uh, I I did have to remind myself watching it. I'm like, okay, I know they're changing a lot of this, but it, but the way they did, it was good. So I, uh, I enjoyed it.
1: Well, now I want to see it even more.
0: Yes. Well, very good. Very, very good. All right, we have some uh, several things coming up this weekend: the dual piano concert, of course, Holiday Pops in the Heartland, and uh, the Capital City Improv. That is all just this weekend in the next two days. So lots and to... add about
1: fifteen thousand Christmas parties on top of those.
0: Uh, absolutely, oh yeah! So all sorts of things going on. Gus, thank you so much for joining me. We might be live on air next week. It won't be on Friday because we don't we aren't here. On the 24th. But uh, sometime next week, I will probably see you.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Kevin.
0: Thank you.